Now the Lord did not call any of us to be a judge sitting around condemning others. He did not call us to be a prosecuting attorney pointing our finger or accusing others. He didn't call us to be a defense attorney seeking to find loopholes so others can get through. He didn't call us to be a jury weighing all sorts of evidence for and against somebody. But he did call us to be a witness. This is Jerry G. Martin. It was Jesus who said, you will receive power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you. It was his desire that every believer will be his witness. This message today is designed to encourage the people of God to do and to be who God called you to be, and that is his witness. Now come and go with us as we continue to walk in the light of God's word. To be in the house of the Lord is good to be with the family of believers. Um, I have a lot to cover this morning, so we want to get started. Would you grab a hold of your Bible or your phone or whatever you have your Bible on? Repeat after me. Say, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for my teaching, for my correction, for my rebuking, for my training in righteousness, so that I may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. As I'm stating that scripture, I'm uh, just drawn to that last piece to say, I will be equipped for every good work. Jesus Christ came and spent three years ministering, preaching, teaching, working miracles, and all of that. And But one of the primary things he did was he chose disciples. At the first part of his ministry, he, he began to choose them one at a time. He says, I want you to follow me. Come follow me. As he got ready to leave, he knew that his time was coming to an end. He knew that his crucifixion was imminent. And I think, now that I'm thinking about this passage, Jesus was thinking, how am I going to get these disciples and these followers of mine, because he had more than 12, how am I going to get them to do the work of the ministry that I want them to do when I'm gone? How am I going to get them to do that? In other words, he says, he was saying, how am I going to get these people to do more than just come to church. That's what he would be saying if he was there today. He says, I know they like the, the, the fellowship. I know they like the music. I know they like the, the miracles that I'm doing. I know they like the fishes and the loaves. They say, when are we going to do that again? But I didn't come just for the fish and the loaves. I didn't come just for the miracle. I came that the lost may be saved. I came that the sinner man will have redemption. I'm giving my life and I'm going to be raised up so that those who are lost can be saved. He said, I came to seek and to save those who are lost. And when I look out on the landscape of the church today, we have become inept at accomplishing what God called us to do. He saved us for a purpose. 
we have more entertainment than evangelism. So I want to talk about, and I want to challenge you today, do you want to have church or do you want to be a church? There's a big difference from having church. I was with a group of pastors this week and I said, you know, we've done our members a disservice over the past few generations. We've told them you need to come hear us preach. You need to come hear the choir sing and we go out and, and pay people to come play the music and sing so we can get the best. We get dancers and lights and videos so you can go here instead of over there. But we haven't told them anything about the responsibility of reaching the lost. So people are conditioned now to come. I just want to go get fed. I want to go somewhere where I can get fed. So what we have, in essence, is a lot of overweight spiritual people who, when they try to get some exercise, can't go but a couple of minutes. <sighs> Ooh, Lord. Pastor, I need some strength. Pray for me, Pastor. I need strength. Well, what happened? Well, somebody said somebody didn't like and I just, I'm just having a hard time dealing with it. Oh, really? When Christ was about to leave his team of disciples and return to heaven, he left them and us with a challenge to be his witnesses, not only at home, but to the very ends of the earth. In the book of Acts, when he challenged them and told them he was leaving and gave them an assignment. But a few days earlier on a mountain in Galilee, he left us what we call the Great Commission. Matthew 28, 18. Then Jesus came and said to and came to them and said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. That's what he told us to do. His commission to us was very clear. We ought to make disciples by leading people to Christ. We ought to make disciples by leading people to Christ. Secondly, we ought to mark these new disciples through baptism. So we're going to make them and we're going to mark them. And then thirdly, we ought to mature them by teaching them to observe everything the Lord has taught us, which is to go out and get some more disciples. These were all things that Christ commanded us to do. And immediately before Jesus went back to heaven, he stood on another mountain in Judea, and it was there he reinforced a great commission by calling upon that small group of people to take his good news to the nations, not just a few people, take this message to the whole world. It is the basic belief of the Christian faith that we all are to be his witnesses to a lost and dying world. I heard a faint amen over here and I heard somebody over here say, mm. it's the basic belief of the Christian faith that we all are to be his witnesses to a lost 
and dying world around us. It's not the pastor's job just to preach and open the doors of the church. The call to evangelism, to sharing the good news of Christ is one of the most basic callings of the New Testament. And in the book of Acts chapter 1 verse 8, Jesus said this, but you will receive power. After he told his small group of believers to go up and wait for him in Jerusalem, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So the first thing I want to share with you in this passage, I want to ask the question, who are the you? You can look at somebody else and say, it's you. You are the you. The you are the people who are followers of Jesus Christ. The you are those who are saved. So if you are saved today, I'm talking about you. If you're not saved, you can just go on your phone and do whatever you're going to do and don't pay no attention to me. I ain't talking to you. I'm talking to those who are saved. Now, any saved folks in here? Unless you say, I don't know if I want to be saved for this message. You know, we got to get back to the basics. You know why we got to get back to the basics? All you got to do is just look at the news one time and see how people are doing, see what the world is doing, see how things are going. I told somebody this morning, we're on a short fuse before Jesus comes. And we don't have time just to be going through the motions like we've been going through. If you knew Jesus was coming next month, would you be doing what you're doing now? You'd be saying, oh, he told me to go, for, go. I'm a fisherman. I'm a, oh, I got to go talk to somebody. I better be a witness. This passage began that says, but you will receive. And you will be my witnesses. See, just before Jesus made this statement, his disciples tried to sidetrack the issue by asking him about, so when are you coming back? Jesus said, I'm, I'm gone. Well, okay, so when are you coming back so we can do this again? So we can have more church services, so I can see more miracles, so I can hear more of that dynamic teaching. Ooh, that was good. That was good. That Sermon on the Mount, now that was good. That was some good preaching. Boy, we had church that day. So when are you coming back? Jesus said, hey, uh, I got an assignment for you. Don't be asking me when I'm coming back. When are you going? He did not say to them, you're going to be my date keeper or you're going to be the watchman for my return. He said, you will be my witnesses. All of you will be my witnesses. I don't know why believers come and just think that I ain't supposed to be doing that. I, I can't do that. I mean, you know, I don't talk to people. I mean, you lying. You talk to all kind of folk. <laughs> well, I don't say nothing to nobody. Yes, you say something. You, you main one online chatting, got you a, 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 another name, then your real hidden self come out. You just be bold because then nobody know your name. None of us is exempt from the basic element of this Christian life, which is to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. None of us are exempt. So he said, who is you? What? is the power. We are told, you shall receive power. 
Jesus says, you know what? These folks have been following me and what they're going to need when I leave to do what I asked them to do, they're going to need some power. That is the greatest need of believers today is to have power. We all need power to live the Christian life and we're going to need power to share the good news of the Christian life. See, today we pride ourselves on our influence. You know, people call themselves, I'm an influencer now on social media, influencer. Which means you try to get somebody to follow you. That's right. Will you follow me? How many of y'all ask somebody to follow you? Be my friend. Follow me. Listen to what I got to say. You know how to witness. You just ain't witnessing for Jesus. You're witnessing for you. Follow me. This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you once again for joining us as we have brought the Word of God to you, and we are hopeful that your life has been enriched and that you have been encouraged. It is such a privilege to come to you, no matter where you are. You may be in your home or your automobile or your place of business. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also join us on our website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. And as always, I invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in Atasca, Cedar, Kingwood, Summerwood, Fall Creek, North Houston, Northeast Houston, you're in our neighborhood. Come and be our guest. I want to remind you that the Beacon Christian Bookstore is located right here on our campus. Almost every Christian bookstore in our city has closed, but we have an inventory of Bibles, communion supplies, Sunday school books, offering envelopes, study materials, or whatever you might need. Call the Beacon at 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.